You're listening to the Women Inspiring Women podcast. Each week, network marketing professional and mom-turned-entrepreneur Melanie Mitro gives you her tried-and-true tips for building a business from your kitchen table. This self-made millionaire went from a stay-at-home mom to the top of a network marketing business in just three years. She built an online health and fitness business from the ground up while raising babies and juggling being a mom and wife. Now she wants to help you become the boss of your own life. For blog posts, business tips, and more, check out her website at melaniemitro.com. Now let's get to the show. Here's your host, Melanie Mitro. Well, hey, everybody. It is Melanie Mitro, and I'm so excited for today's podcast episode here on the Women Inspiring Women podcast. It is Valentine's Day, the day that this podcast is airing, and it is my favorite holiday. Why? Because I love all things romance, pink, sparkly love. Like that's just, that's just my personality. And since I was a little girl, I've always been the type of person that sits down on Valentine's day and watches a sappy love story and cooks a fancy dinner and envisions the romantic candlelight sort of, you know, evening with her family. And yes, that is, that is truly me. I am girly girl all the way. I am rocking my Valentine's day sweater when I am recording this this podcast and it just fills my heart to love on other people. And that is so true of my personality style. And I'm sharing this story with you. And I will say I have two boys who are not mushy at all and a husband who is not mushy whatsoever. And they love me to the ends of the earth, but they roll their eyes at me when it comes to all of this Valentine's Day stuff. So why are we talking about this? Because today I've decided I'm going to circle the entire podcast episode around how you can show love to your downline. And if you don't follow me on social media, I want you to go over to Instagram And I want you to follow me. It's just at Melanie Mitro. And on Valentine's Day, I've got some great social media content that's going up that's really going to support what we're talking about here today on the podcast. It's a great way for you to even share with your team, to share with the leaders in your organization, uh, some of the content that I've put out there. So I want to start out by telling you a story and it's going to set the stage for today's message and why I chose this topic, because understanding how the people you work with, whether they are customers that you work with on a daily basis, they are your social media followers, or they are members of your team. We are not a one-size-fits-all. We all come from very different backgrounds with very different makeups, and the way that we are motivated, inspired, encouraged, supported, empowered is very different. And I did not know that when I began my direct sales journey 11 years ago. So how did I have this aha moment? I had this aha moment about 10 and a half years ago as I was running these customer groups and these customer groups, we call them challenge groups in the health and wellness business that I'm a part of. And I was about six months into my business 
And I am very black and white and very all in. So when I decide I'm going to do something and I'm I'm going to be successful at it, it doesn't matter what I have to do. I can be very strict. If I want to lose 20 pounds, I literally will not do anything that is off the plan until I reach that goal. Likewise, in, and that is very much my personality. You know, as I was growing my direct sales business, I wanted to be the top in the industry. So I was the top in the industry. I just didn't stop. I was black and white. There is no, there is no veering off the path. You just do what you need to do. And so as I started mentoring my customers inside of my accountability group, I'm sure you're already starting to cringe as you're hearing me speak, but I just thought everybody was wired the same way that I was. I didn't even honestly know there was a difference. I was like, okay, when you make the decision, you want to lose the weight. You just, exercise. You follow the program. When you make the decision you're going to eat healthy, you just don't eat treats on the weekends. You just, you don't, you set the goal. You know, you obviously are uncomfortable in your skin. You've expressed how unhappy you are and how you don't have energy. So why do you keep drinking the wine? And why do you keep choosing the sugar cookies? I just couldn't get it. And so my approach was very black and white. It was very all in. And I mentored people to be the same way. And I was a little bit rigid in my approach because in my mind, once you made the decision, this is just what you do. And the way I approached my customers was, all right, I'm going to educate you. I am going to tell you why you should drink half your body weight in ounces of water a day. And because I've educated you, now you know why you should do something. So there should be absolutely no questions asked. It should just be, I do it. I do it. No questions asked, right? Same thing. Here's how you follow nutrition on the weekends. This is what you do. This is how you pre-plan. You just do it. No questions asked. I couldn't understand why people failed. I couldn't understand why they fell off track. And so I was a little harsh. And so the first time that I had a customer send me a message and say, Melanie, I think you're great. I am, you know, you're very inspirational. I love what you've been able to accomplish, but I just can't do what you're doing. I was so taken back. And she said, I'm not going to be able to work with you anymore. You know, I can't, I just really can't do your approach. And so I took a step back and knowing me at 10 and a half years ago, I'm sure it sent me into a downward spiral. I don't remember, but it was really big in our team at that time, personality styles. And Danny Johnson was somebody that we were talking a lot about and the color code personality test. And also Florence Litauer is an author who wrote the book um, Personality Plus. And so I got that book because our team was talking about what your personality style was. And I went and I sat out in the backyard on a beach blanket while my kids played in their little water table and their little kiddie pool. I sat with my highlighter reading this book and categorizing all of my customers based on their personality styles. And then I did the same thing with the teeny tiny baby team that I had. And it was the first moment that I realized, oh my goodness, people are not motivated the same way that I am. And that really propelled me to start to think about the way I do business differently. 
And I started to realize, okay, some people are motivated by fun. Some people are motivated by a push and a goal. Some people are actually demotivated when you call them out. And so I started to change the way that I approached my customers. And I also started to change the way that I approached my team. And over the past 11 years, as I got more and more comfortable with these approaches, it's really been, it's really been how I help people achieve results. I am very aware of how are they motivated? How are they demotivated? What empowers them? What disempowers them? And I want to share with you today some of the ways that I've incorporated that into my business to see growth in my downline, to see my leaders lead stronger, and to empower them in ways that I didn't realize were even possible. So I'm going to encourage you to go. It, Enneagram is a great book. There are really two resources. As, as you listen today and think to myself, to yourself, I want to know more about this. Personality Plus by Florence Litauer is the book I read. And it's great. I still have it on my bookshelf and I still reference it. The second thing is the Enneagram. I love the Enneagram. There's lots of resources out there and I'll link it in the show notes, but there's a website. It's called Truity, T-R-U-I-T-Y, Truity.com. And you can actually go in and grab the personality test right from there. I would encourage you to actually maybe post it in your team page or in a group chat, get your personality styles of your organization. That will also help you think about, oh my gosh, am I motivating or demotivating them? So here's what we're going to talk about. Let's talk about we're going to talk about team today. How do we motivate our team? So we're going to first talk about our Enneagram threes. And we're going to, I chose that one first because that's me. My Enneagram threes out there are people that love a good challenge. When you say we have a deadline that we have to get to, they're all in, they work well under pressure. They naturally take charge. They're your leaders. They're just naturally like this confident person. And so these people, when you give them public recognition for their work and you put a deadline for something and you say, all right, we're all going to be executive director by the time we get to annual conference in July, they are like, let's go. Or if there's a challenge, like a team challenge and you have to earn points for your team, they're all in and they're the people that are going to win it because they're going to do whatever they have to do to win it. The pressure does not overwhelm them. Not at all. So these are going to be the people that you can say to them, hey, our team is working towards a really big goal and this is the deadline. And these are going to be the people that are like, I'm all in. Let's do it. What do we have to do? We're going to be number one. Let's win. And so they're motivated by a challenge. They're motivated by a deadline. They want to be the best of the best. All right. So I want you to think about who are those people. Likewise, you're also going to have people that are demotivated by a challenge. They're demotivated by the pressure. So we're going to look at our Enneagram sixes. When you say to these people, oh my gosh, we have a challenge and here's what we're going to do. And we're going to go all in and we're going to run. They're going to be like, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up. I need, I need to calculate the risk. So I need to know in detail how we're going to get from point A to point B. These people are detail-oriented. 
They need time to process and analyze. They don't love taking a very large risk because they don't want to fail. And so when we think about our Enneagram sixes, I always think about who are the people that need all of the steps. These are the people that drive me. I love you all. I really do. They kind of drive me batty because I'm a big picture thinker. And I will say, we're going to reach six figures with this launch, go. And they're the people that are like, hold up. I want to tell you all the reasons why this won't work. I want to rip it apart and I want to analyze it. They're the people that show up in your inbox and ask you a million questions about, you know, an upcoming launch that you're doing. They need detail and how you show them love is by saying to yourself, all right, if I want my Enneagram sixes to get on board with the launch that we're having, they need to have a very specific detailed launch plan. They also need to know why they are doing what they're doing, which means they need to know how it's going to affect their bottom line. So when you're talking about a launch of a new product or a launch of a catalog to your team, you're thinking to yourself, okay, how do I speak to my sixes that they'll produce and they'll perform, but they just need to know what they need to do and how they're going to get there. And they need time to actually process and analyze it. We want to make sure we give them room to ask questions and we want to answer their questions. We want to make sure they feel seen and heard. If we brush them off, they are going to shut down. If they feel like the goal and the pressure is too much, they are going to shut down and build a resentment. So the key here is really being clear. It's clear, detail-oriented, explaining the big picture and how it's going to benefit them and giving them time to process. All right. That is so important. Now, Let's look at our sevens, our Enneagram sevens or our yellows. If you're looking at color code, these are our, I like to say, professional fun havers. So these people are have major FOMO. They want to be at every retreat, conference, leadership event, anything you do, events and getting together and having fun is how they build their teams. And so these people, if we want to motivate them, include them, we ask them to plan the next team event. Maybe we ask them to coordinate the team building games at our next get together. These are also the people that are great for hyping up the crowd and doing recognition and making sure the playlist is going to bring the vibe to the team. And so these are great people to put in charge when you need to organize fun games and activities and the overall like feeling of things. Our Enneagram sevens, they will also work towards a goal, but it almost can't feel too much like work. It needs to, there needs to be an element of fun. So they may come to a work session, but we better, we better have a good time. We better laugh. We better, you know, joke around and then we can also get crap done too. But if it feels too much like work, they're not going to want to do it. They're going to run the other way. So these are the people that an element of fun has to be brought into the business. So when you think about how do I show these people love, are you positioning your sevens to have fun? Are you creating fun challenges in your team page? Are you letting them do, um, are you letting them do games and, and things that really bring the team together that allow them to shine and show their personality style? Let's look at 
our next group of people, our Enneagram eights. These are our challengers. So how many of you have that person on your team where you're like, oh my gosh, they argue with me about everything. <laughs> they push back, they challenge me. They're just, and sometimes it may feel abrasive to you, but here's the thing. Give your Enneagram eights, the people that challenge everything that you're doing, show them love by saying, hey, your, your opinion matters. When they voice their opinion, don't be afraid to push back a little bit, especially if you yourself don't agree or you want to give like other things to consider. So give them an opportunity to really have a healthy debate. But you really want to let your challengers, you want to let them know how much you appreciate them. They really thrive on loyalty and they will go to bat for you. And that's the one thing that is so important to remember about your challenger Enneagram 8 personality styles is they are loyal. They are loyal. And sometimes they might not be the people who are producing the most, but don't forget to pay attention to who are your loyalists. A perfect example of this is, you know, five, six years ago, my team went through a really challenging year and we just had a lot of, you know, shakeups and people that were doing some really unprofessional things as they were exiting the organization. And I had this handful of women in my organization who were had been around since the beginning they weren't top producers but when when the team started to come under attack mama bear came out enneagram 8 came out and they were like hold up this is not okay and i it really made me take a step back and say oh wow just because somebody is not a producer some just because somebody is not top you know, they're still, they are going to bat. They believe in the mission of what we're doing. They love to be a part of it. And so I need to make sure that I recognize their, their loyalty. I recognize that they care about the mission. And so showing them love is just letting them know how much you appreciate their loyalty. You appreciate their support. You appreciate what they're doing to protect, protect the well-being of the team that goes a long way to preserving that that relationship with those with those eights. All right, let's talk about our Enneagram nines. So these are our peacemakers in the color code. It's a white. And these are the people that do not like conflict. This is my dad. <laughs> and every time I hear Enneagram, you know, I hear about a white personality style or Enneagram nines, I'm like, oh, this is my dad. Thrive in a peaceful and calm environment. Now, these are your people that hate public recognition. They do not like it at all. You may do a public recognition post for a person on your team that just crushed a big goal and they can't stand the spotlight. They may even ask you to take the post down. They also may not even message you back when you ask them a question or you record. They are just, it's calm. It's peaceful. There is no disruption. And if anything feels chaotic, they take a step back. So here's an example. If you're a professional fun haver, you're my Enneagram sevens who love to have a good time. If we go into your team page and it is a hot mess express, meaning it's chaotic, Things aren't clearly labeled. You people are always in there voicing their opinion. It's loud. It's, you know, it's not, there, there is no order and calm and peacefulness. Your, your Enneagram nines actually probably will quit. 
they will remove themselves from the situation. They will not, they do not like confrontation. So they're not going to come to you and tell you that it even bothers them because they don't want to make any waves. They are just going to do their best to just peace out Homer Simpson and into the bushes and you will not see them. So what you need to think about is how am I making sure that my nines, my peacemakers feel included? And so things like that are, if there's a conflict, if there's a challenge or something going on with that person, I never call them out in public. I always send a private message. I like to maybe even give them a heads up. Hey, you know, Megan, I I, need, I have a couple of questions for you. And I wanted to know if I could just set up a, a quick phone call with you, even giving them a heads up. It's nothing bad. I just have a question for you, right? Or even just giving them a phone call and leaving them a voice message just to say, like, I'm so proud of you for what you've accomplished. You're an incredible leader. And I love how you just operate with peace and calm and you bring such a peace to the team. Like letting them know that you value their peacemaker personality is fantastic, all right? So don't call them out. Show them love by not calling them out in public, not making them feel uncomfortable, keeping the space organized and calm. All right, let's talk about our our perfectionists, our type one, our Enneagram ones. These are the people that you can show them love by saying, hey, can you organize this event? Can you make us an agenda? Can you create the guides in our team page, right? They are the people that are really organized and they want to do a good job. If you give them a task, they will go over and above, but they need to know that they did a good job too. So you're going to give these people tons of verbal praise. You're going to make sure that you put a reminder on your calendar if so-and-so did a call for you to follow up with them and let them know that you just totally appreciated them. So you're going to want to make sure that your perfectionist, right, they know that they're meeting your expectations, that you just remember. Handwritten note goes a long, long way. So I always give them responsibilities and always ask, make sure that they know how much they're appreciated, they're seen, and they're heard. Because if they feel like they're letting you down, they're going to withdraw. All right, let's talk about our twos. Our twos are teammates who will do anything for anybody else. They're our givers, right? They're always thinking about, okay, you know, what are we doing this for? And they are the people that will literally give you the shirt off their back. They are the people that when you have a devastating situation, a loss in the family, and they are the people that organize the meal trains. They are the people that that send the flowers. They're the people that make sure you get the cards. If you need help, they're going to jump in. If you're on vacation, they're going to help you with your posts and your groups. So they're your givers. They're also people that like to do things for a good cause. And if you organize an event around a good cause and you say, all right, our team has a big goal and every single customer we sign up, I am going to, as the leader, donate $5. They're going to see that as an opportunity to give back and they're going to be all in. They're going to end up being your highest sales that month because they're motivated by a cause. So if you want to show these people love, if you want to motivate them, tie one month, you know, your, your customer goals, your sales goals, your team goals to a cause, allow them to organize things, even within the team page that allow them to really 
feel like they're giving back, like they're doing something good for anybody else. And so organizing team gifts, organizing, you know, um, your, your giving to your team, all of those things are really going to help your twos feel empowered. And so I love, love, love the Enneagram. It's such an incredible way to really make sure that you are, you are truly supporting people how they need to be supported. And I know for me personally, and the last one is our fives. Those are our investigators, right? And so those are the, and I almost forgot, I'm sorry, almost forgot to talk about my Enneagram fives, but they are the people who literally, they fear, they fear being overwhelmed. They, they, to cope with this fear, they really withdraw from any relationships or situations so that they can really, they can really keep things in this state of peacefulness. And, and fives are totally motivated by a desire to be confident and possess a strong understanding of their environment. And so it's important for you again, like a five is I look at my fives and my sixes, it's giving them, giving them an opportunity to make sure that they have the details they have the facts, they have time to really analyze and dive into it. And they feel like they are in control. All right. They don't need a lot, but they need to feel that sense of control and that strong understanding of why they're doing what they're doing. So here's the thing, you guys, when you're thinking about your organization, when you're thinking about your in your fives, your investigators, they're the people that if you say, I want you to do a training on ashwagandha, they are going to research, they are going to provide it, it is going to be perfect. So it's really important that we say to ourselves, who are our fives? Who are our investigators? Who are the people that I can have them research something and present it to the team and they are going to crush it? At the end of the day, Right now, as you're listening to this podcast episode, I bet you're thinking to yourself, I have a lot of different personality styles that make up my team. How am I speaking to them? What incentives are inside of my team page right now that are allowing me to motivate my organization? How am I privately supporting and encouraging my downline to reach their goals? Or have you literally been trying to motivate everybody the same way, the way that you're motivated or the way that you see other people providing motivation to your downline? So important that we know our team styles, but also it's important that you tell your team how you are motivated. For example, I always say to my team, guys, my love language is giving you training. My love language, you know, is making sure that I show up and I support you and I give you the tools and I give you the knowledge. And if you say you want to reach a goal, I tell you exactly how to get to the goal. And so when I tell my team that they're like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. That's why you do all of these trainings for us is because that's how you are showing your love. That is how you are showing your support. It is by providing us what we need in order to achieve that next level. And so it creates this mutual understanding between yourself and your team. When we better understand how people tick, when we better understand how they work, we can better work with them and vice versa. So today, I your assignment is to actually sit down and say, how is my team motivated? 
How is my team motivated? And if you need to get out your whiteboard or sheets of paper and categorize your team based on your personality style. I gave my team this personality test. I do it probably once a year. I love to hear how people are motivated. Sometimes I'll even send out a survey to my team. Hey, you know, just getting ready to do all of our recognition for the year. We'd love to know, you know, how are you motivated? What is your Enneagram style? What demotivates you? I ask them these questions. That feedback allows you as the leader to say, all right, in March, we're going to do a challenge and we're going to focus on, right? We're going to focus on the pe- the team with the highest number of points is going to get a prize. And then we're going to have weekly recognition. So we make sure that the people who love public recognition are actually recognized. I'm going to speak to other people on the team by making sure that the details are clear, that the expectations are outlined, that They know why participating in this challenge benefits their bottom line. It's peaceful. It's calm. It's organized, right? If there's any conflict or anybody that seems unsure, I make sure that I reach out to them personally, not in a group message chat, not calling them out inside of a thread. And so even as you roll out your team calendar, team trainings, team challenges, pushes, you can be thinking, all right, have I hit all the personality styles? When I think about like a push group in March and making it, I got to make it fun. I got to make sure that I'm doing things inside of that challenge that allow my people that are motivated by fun to be excited about participating. So at the end of the day, this is how you grow your downline. This is how you grow your organizations, how you grow people. It is by actually asking yourself, how are they, how are they motivated? What am I doing for my organization that's allowing them to be motivated in the way that they want to learn and grow? I guarantee that by you digging into this personally and professionally, it will change your relationships. It will change the way you look at people. It will also allow you to better understand the people that you work with. So important. So incredibly important as we grow this organization. So Friends, I hope that today's podcast episode made an impact in your life and in your business. And if it did, do me a favor, take a screenshot of this episode, tag me on Instagram at Melanie Mitro. Tell me what your biggest takeaway was from today. I love to chat with you in the DMs. I love to see that you're listening in. Please recommend this episode to leaders in your industry that are definitely having a difficult time or are beginning to build a team and just want to support them even better. And if you can head on over to iTunes, leave me a rating and review so that other leaders in the direct sales industry can find this podcast, can connect to it and consume great content that helps them build a thriving organization. All right, my friends, thank you so much for tuning in today. And I will see you back here next week for another episode of the Women Inspiring Women podcast.